Hello everyone and welcome to episode 350 of Aussie Tech Heads. It's another Thursday night. It is the 18th of July 2013. We welcome you, all your, all the podcasters and uh, YouTubers and videoers and all that sort of stuff. Welcome. Alright, we've got a big show for you tonight. We have got a full, massive, overflowing complement of uh, hosts and guests tonight. So uh, let's see how this one goes. Eh? We will try not to take up all the all of two hours. We'll, we'll keep it to an hour for you. Alright, so Aussie Tech Heads is brought to you by AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash hosting. If you're after a great little hosting environment for your business webpage or even a personal blog, there's affordable, a professional and Sydney-based servers, so nice and fast, so that's good, good stuff. And also usbonthego.com.au, we've got a special great prize to uh, give away uh, next week, we'll tell you about it this week, but we've got a great prize, so stay tuned, listen for that, and we'll get right on board. Alright, so to start off, we welcome Eric back. How you going, Eric? Hello all, good to be back, yes. sort of, yes. but uh, good to be back on the show anyway. Right. Now, uh, now you've been away. Is, is this true? I have been away. And, and now you're back. Uh, I am back. <laughs> good. Uh, did you find any tech interesting? That's how it works. <laughs> any interesting? I'm glad we got that sorted. Well, I'm glad we did get that sorted. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's, uh, and also the usual crew. And Will. Will. Hello, Will. How are you going? How do, how do. Now, your computer's fixed, obviously. Yeah, uh... We haven't seen you for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you say obviously as if it was a five minute fix. It only took five weeks to sort out a problem. That's right. That's right. Just, uh, I mean, it took you, get, you seven you... seconds, but it took me five weeks. <laughs> get out on parole. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I knew there was a no, no, no. My computer. Just... I knew there was a problem when Will said what, what? he took it down to the shop and it actually oh. worked at the shop. And then it didn't work. It worked. Yeah, of course. I forgot to turn it on, didn't he? And that other voice We're there. actually taking bets <laughs> no, to see I... whether it lasts the whole show out. <laughs> and that, that, those other two voices there are Jason. Hi, Jason. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, just keep you on screen long enough for the lower third to appear. Thank you. And uh, Shane. <laughs> Eric, Eric, Get off. Fan, Eric's fan club is there in the lounge. Oh, good, good. <laughs> and Shane, how are you doing all the way over there from on? Perth? Hello, how, how, how is everyone? Good, 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 good. And uh, also tonight, we have a very special guest, former Melbourne Deputy Editor of Next from The Age and Sydney Morning Herald, and now a freelance tech journo with a passion for gadgets and the digital lounge room. 2012 winner, best business technology journalist. We welcome the Aussie tech heads, Adam Turner. Hi, Adam. How are you doing? Hi, Glenn. I'm doing good. That's excellent. Uh, where are you based, Adam? I'm based in Melbourne. Oh, Unfortunately, nice. I don't have a very cool backdrop like the rest of you. I've got this boring white wall. I'll have to get something better for the 450th show. Oh, that's right. Underdone. Oh, that, look, that looks pretty good. That looks all right. Now, uh, just to uh, bring uh, the listeners up to speed, if they don't already know you, you, you've, you appear on ABC Radio in a couple of states. So yeah. you're, you're going off there, the Sunshine Coast and, uh, and a station 3AW in Melbourne. And uh, Yeah, 3AW in Melbourne, ABC Sunshine Coast and... Sort of other spots here and there when people ring me up if something newsy happens and they want someone to talk about it for a couple of minutes. Yeah, nice. I'm the guy that they'll call. Nice. And, and, and you write freelance and like for a thousand other little publications. Look, I've got three, I've got two pages full of them from uh, IT. Yeah, I'm a mercenary. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. I was just going to say, from... I'm a mercenary. If you've got money, I'm yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, IT Wire, the Samara Government Technology Home Oscam Smart Ideas, and that's only page one. Wow, that's heaps. All right, so uh, you can find Adam on his... They've probably seen it on the age of the Sydney Morning Herald. I write for the guide in the Sydney Morning Herald and I write for Livewire in the age. And I've also got a blog that runs on all the Fairfax sites called Gadgets on the Go that runs a couple of times a week. So if you see me anywhere, you've probably seen me there. Yeah, nice work. And uh, you can catch up with Adam on his website at adamturner.com.au and there's links going everywhere. All right, let's uh, get straight into it because there are a few stories. But what we do, normally we go across over to Shane and he's got a some uh, this on this day or in this week in tech in history, Does that, if that makes sense to everyone. All right, Shane, have you got a couple for us this week? I do, yeah. And just to clarify the title, it's This Week in Tech History. Right, thank you. <laughs> um, courtesy of Tom Merritt and his chronology of tech. And I'm looking for the highlighted ones and there aren't any, so I'm just going to pick some at random. There's a whole page of them, but I only 
we only kind of like do two or three of them. Starting at July 12th, 1949, uh, IBM sales meeting. Uh, Thomas J. Watterson Jr. predicted that within 10 years, electronics would be placing moving parts in machines. This vision launched IBM into dominating the computer industry. Well, for a while at least, anyway. Hmm. Uh, also, July 12, 2004, Apple announced iTunes Media Store sold its 100 millionth downloaded song, Somersault um, Danger Mouse Remix was the song. Wow. And it was purchased by a guy called Kevin Britton of Haynes, Kansas. Oh, good on, good on you, Kev. And uh, oh, no. look at that. Kev 07. Oh, yeah. And there's another yeah. one there. Uh, on uh, July 18, 2001, Apple announces Mac OS X 10.1 Puma. Wow, that's that's going back, isn't it? Yes. Does anyone here have Puma, Eric? First You're update of OS X. Mm, mm. All right. Oh, we better ask, uh, Adam, what sort of machine are you running there, Adam? Uh, I just got myself a new 15-inch MacBook Pro running Mountain Lion. Oh, nice work. On you. So you're, you're, all Apple. You're, you're Apple all the way through, through and through, or you got any PCs? Uh, no, I'm not Apple all the way through. I, I like to jump around a bit. I've got I've, an iPhone is my day-to-day phone, and I use a MacBook. So, yes, I'm an Apple user. But I'm not an Apple fanboy. I use Windows 7, Windows 8. I've got some Android devices, and I find in my line of work, it's actually better if I can um, I can write about the differences between them. A lot of journalists favour one or the other, and mm. so they're good at writing for one publication or another. But and if you can say, I like this about Android, this about Windows 8, this about iPhone, yeah. and you kind of bring an extra depth to what you do. So it pays to be multilingual, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I heard you're an Apple hater. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, whichever device you like you probably think i hate that device and as long as everybody thinks i hate them the same then i figured i'm doing my job right <laughs> that's right Good yeah point. well Good i think point. look i think most of us I don't, I don't know about most of us but a lot of us i've got both i've got a little mac mini that i record the show on uh, audio wise and uh pc wise that's pretty much my main machine and uh, with windows 8 will's just gone to Windows 8.1, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> so, what's, this, what, what's this about? What's this thing about? Well, you all have both. Excuse me. When was the, 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 there's no Apple products in this household. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> crazy! I thought and you... just, just just to clarify, just to clarify, it's not because I hate Apple. It's because I hate the Apple tax. I right. refuse to pay twice as much for a product that does half as much. So there we go. Yeah, well, they're, they're, yeah. Look oh, at the... that's a big call. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... um, And he's not only doing that just to rile Eric. <laughs> no, I don't care anymore because, uh, um, you know, everyone's allowed their opinion, but uh, mine's always the correct one. <laughs> exactly, not right. All right, so what I thought we'd do <laughs> is... Uh, look, there's a couple of uh, stories that Adam has written, uh, recent stories, and I thought we'd just, uh, go, just go through them and go around the, the hosting table and get a few ideas and opinions. Uh, the first one, Adam, you, you wrote about, is, 3T, is 3D TV a dud? Uh, can you explain yeah. where that one is coming from? Well, I'm reviewing a Samsung 3D TV at the moment, and um, I went out and got myself. Uh, I bought a 3D copy of The Hobbit to um, to test it out with, and it, it does. It looks pretty good, but mm. I'm still not convinced that most people want this kind of technology. The glasses are getting better. When I reviewed the first 3D TVs a couple of years ago, they had these huge Panasonic glasses that looked like something that Geordie would wear out of Star Trek. And like your head would be weighed down, they were so heavy. Yeah. The new active glasses are almost as light as the passive glasses you wear at the movies. They're, they're pretty good, but I'm still just not convinced. The technology is more of a distraction than an enhancement to, to the entertainment. If you're trying to watch a yeah. movie, you're distracted by the glasses. If mm. you're trying to watch sport, you're distracted by the glasses. I think gaming is the one area where it really works. Yeah. It brings enough to the game that you can forget to wear in the glasses. If you can't forget you're wearing the glasses, then the technology is more hassle than it's worth, in my opinion. Yeah, and I it's think it's a bit even more difficult when you wear glasses to put glasses on your glasses and then try and watch my them. wife wears glasses as well, so she hates it when we go to 3D movies because she's got to double up on the glasses. Oh, serious? Yeah, wow, I didn't, I didn't realise that. Yes, I know. As as you yeah. as you wrote, the the BBC are, uh, are ditching ditching the 3D TV, and uh, Channel Nine over here has ditched it. I think probably a couple of years ago, the last broadcast in 3D was State of Origin or something. Uh, it's certainly not. Uh, going head leaps and bounds. Um, well, yeah, the, the BBC said that uh, this year's BB, uh, Doctor Who 50th anniversary special will be one of the last things they do in 3D. But what's 
more interesting is that ESPN in the US have said that they're going to get rid of their 3D channel. Now, you don't get any 3D content on Australian free-to-air TV at the moment. The place where you get 3D is Foxtel. They have a 3D sports channel, and most of that content comes from ESPN. So yes. when I rang them up the other day and said, ESPN's getting rid of their sports channel, what are you going to do? They said, yeah, we're actually having a meeting in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to decide whether or not we actually want to even keep this 3D channel. So it really looks like it's on the cusp of being just canned completely. Mm. Um, channel 10 tells me they've got no plans to do any of next year's Winter Olympics in 3D. I don't even know if Channel 10 set up for it. And <laughs> SBS, which did some of the last World Cup in 3D, tell me they've got no plans to do next year's World Cup in 3D. And FIFA are saying they're even thinking about scrapping the whole 3D thing anyway. So it really looks like in terms of broadcast television, it's on death's door. Yeah, and Microsoft, they've got, well, is it fair income technology, this like holodeck uh, sort of a immersement into the TV realm <laughs> have you seen that where the the tea at some sort of projects images onto the walls and the and furniture around the room that's um i don't think i've seen that particular one but i've heard of stuff like that and it's always good for a novelty but as you say mm. it's all about content there's that's no right. point finding that getting that if all you've got to show on it is three minutes of a high definition fish tank or something like that you've got to have something to watch mm. kind of leads into this 4k stuff as well sure sony will sell me a 4k television and they'll bundle eight 4k movies with it and that's the only 4k content i'll be able to find so is yes. it really worth spending right. top dollar on this thing right now when 4k might go the way of 3d anyway yeah, yeah, that's right. And I did actually learn something from I think your your article on the Samsung. Oh, 50... my work is done here. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what I did, what I learned was I do I as well suffer from the soapbox <laughs> images. Oh, yeah, and... soap opera effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, the soap opera <laughs> effect. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I thought, oh, I never thought about tweaking it. And I thought, geez, that looks so fake, you know. Is that because it's so crisp? It just looks fake. But uh, yeah, as you said, you just tweak it, tweak your TV up a bit, and, and you're right. So um, yeah, it was interesting the number of comments on that where people said the same thing. I've seen this problem, but I never knew how to explain it. Thank you for telling me what it is and yeah. what it basically is. Is it's to do with the 200 hertz LED televisions, and the screen looks. The picture looks so sharp that it doesn't look real. People don't look like they're really there. They look like they've been CGI'd in later. That's right. And the way to get rid of it is turn down the um, the motion interpolation or whatever. Everyone's got a different name for it. I think Sony calls it motion flow. Uh, Samsung calls it motion plus. Someone else calls it something else. But if you go into the settings and turn it down to low or off, I think on the Samsungs, I've found that turning it down to clear is pretty good. You'll really notice a difference in it. Just everything doesn't look as fake anymore. Mm. But it comes like that out of the box because they think it looks better, but for most things it looks worse. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> I think it looks better like that out of the box if you're watching animation, and then, but it doesn't work with um, live pictures. Better well, that is the one thing. It actually too. picks up animation because it makes things stand out. And it makes – I was watching some animation. I was watching Kung Fu Panda and a couple of things on it the other day. I was actually surprised at how good it looked. It's like this almost looks like it's in 3D because the panda stands out from everything else. But when you're watching real action, people aren't supposed to do that. So it just doesn't That's look right. right. It doesn't look exactly. real. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, and also, you, you've been writing about the Ice TV uh, plans to launch a four-tuner. How's that one? Four-tuner PVR. Um, yeah, which, which will be able to stream over the internet. And uh, you, did, you, did you liken it to the recent Optus case? Well, see, that's, that's the interesting thing. The fact that they're building a PVR in itself is interesting because Ice TV's always just been an EPG service. You get a PVR that works with it, like a, a Top Field or a BeyondWiz or a Humax or something like that. You put in your login and password for Ice TV, you give them some money, and then it downloads the TV guy. But Ice TV, I've been talking to them for a long time, and they've always been frustrated about how difficult it is to really tightly integrate with the box. So mm. now they're actually talking about building their own box. But right. what they want to do, as you say, is they want to make it so that you can stream recordings from the box to your other devices, even while you're still recording them. Initially, you'll be able to do that around your house, but the technology will also support, I think it's converting the H.264 on the fly and streaming the television that you're recording to your mobile phone. Yeah, now, this wicked. is exactly what I, the AFL got upset about because Optus had this, uh, or had this TV Now service where they would record stuff for you in the cloud and then you could watch it on your phone. So you might say, okay, the football's on now. I want you to record it. And then two minutes later, okay, I want to watch that thing I recorded. So you're now watching it in 
chasing playback mode and you're only a minute or two behind the live broadcast. Mm. Now, some people said this is within the law, the law that lets you do time shifting and recording. Other people said it's not. The AFL, who thinks they're the centre of the bloody universe, said, <laughs> oh, you can't do that and took them to court and won. And their argument was that you can do that kind of thing yourself to record stuff for personal use, but yep. in this case, Optus is helping you make the recording. Yes. So it's not a domestic recording for personal use anymore because someone else is getting involved. Mm. The difference with this ITV, Ice TV one is the recording will be coming from your PVR and your lounge room, not from someone else's servers. So this channel, uh, this Optus case is maybe a good thing because if it hadn't have happened, then the AFL would definitely drag Ice TV through the courts over this. Yeah. But because we've already had this Optus ruling, then when the AFL kicks up a stink about it, ICV can say, well, look, you already went to a court case. That's what was decided. We fall on the right side of that. So go get stuff, now, the, hopefully. Because I think one of the things that Optus was uh, talking about when they were going through their case was that they were actually, or well, they were saying, they were actually providing or recording an instance of every, uh, a separate instance of the same show for every person that wanted to stream it. Uh, I didn't think I'm that... I'm not sure if they were or not. I think... There are services in the US that do that. I'm not sure if Optus was, but mm. I think the main point, even if they were doing a separate recording for everybody, it was the main argument was that Optus was helping you do it. It wasn't a personal recording for personal use you were making at home anymore. That I think that was the point that they, they beat mm. them on. And so Ice TV should be able to get around that because you're doing the recording. You're doing yes. the streaming. Yeah. So it'll be interesting, but you can be sure the AFL won't like it because they're their rights deals with Telstra to broadcast or to stream footy to mobile phones is worth a lot of money. So oh, they don't yeah. want to see this kind of stuff get lost. Is this, uh, ice came out. is this ice Sorry. one going to be a bit like the sling box they've got in the US? Well, that's exactly that. They're talking about either um, licensing the sling box technology and putting it into this box or putting something like the sling box features into it. Cause there, there are new sling boxes coming out here in the next couple of months as well. And I'm not sure how different they'll be to the old one. But, um, yeah, that, that's basically what it is. If anyone knows what a sling box is, it's basically a box that you put in your lounge room and you put it between your TV and all your other devices, we'll say between your TV and your PVR. So then anything that runs through this box, the box can then stream to the internet. And it's got IR blasters on it, so it can control your other devices. So you can pull out your phone somewhere, get into your sling box, see the picture coming from your PVR, and even get your sling box to change the channel on your PVR to see what you want to watch. Now, again... Some people would argue this isn't legal, but I think the reason why it is legal and you get away with it is because you're doing all this at your own house. No yeah. one's doing it for you in the cloud. Well, I think... But it also depends on how big you are and how much people want to pick a fight with you. Because <laughs> there are other services like My TVR that were already doing what Optus TV now is doing. And people have written stories going, well, it's really interesting. These guys are getting away with it. <laughs> and then as soon as the Optus case happened, they shut it down and went, ah, we kind of have to turn this off. Until yeah. further notice, <laughs> yes. because Optus got their ass kicked, and we really can't afford to get ours kicked too. Yeah, because I know the technology is there, uh, like even now for the home user. Because I can, although I haven't actually tried to uh, record and then like chase, stream a chase recording, if you know what I mean, uh, over the three G or whatever. But I, I can. Yeah, I can stream. I can record a show on my media center now and stream it to my mobile wherever I am. So the technology's sort of it's already there. It's just this is just putting the it into a nice with, compact little setup. The problem with this stuff is the technology's always ahead of the law. Yeah. And the old players always like the law the way it was because it went in their favor. So mm. whenever something new comes along they try to squish it. And that's what almost happened to Ice TV. They had to fight Channel 9 for three years in the courts for the right to do with their own EPG. That's just Channel 9 claimed that they own the EPG. So if the <laughs> AFL wants to pick a fight, Ice TV will be happy to go on because they've already knocked over Channel 9. So I think they'll be happy to take on the AFL. Yeah, because I I'm wonder if anyone could do like what the. Have you uh, seen much about the company in the US called Aereo, Adam? That's the one I was thinking of. Aereo yeah. in the US. They actually do a separate recording for everyone. And they even have a separate transmitter for everywhere. I'm not quite sure how that antenna. works. But they have maybe, an antenna for each person. Oh, so it's not an antenna to transmit, it's an antenna to receive. Yeah, so you've got a personal antenna which you buy, which is like having an antenna sticking on the top yeah. of your house. Because you own that antenna, you're therefore legally allowed to record your own stuff through your own tenor, antenna. And they've got thousands of them all over the place. But they're still so hosting it. Their own it's one. like putting your server in someone else's data center. I'm sure yeah. the AFL's lawyers would have a field day with that saying, well, it's still someone else's 
helping you do it. But yeah, yeah that is an interesting do it in place. The US, it work in Australia. Do it here. Yeah, <laughs> but also the scale of that. You've got to have enough customers to make it work. And I really question. The other thing is with our mobile broadband caps and speeds and stuff like that, until recently, something like that would have just been impossible anyway. It's only just now that mm. um, 3G and 4G coverage is improving and people are getting better data caps that did even think about doing that kind of stuff. And one of the things that ICETV said to me is that they're going to talk to the telcos about striking um, deals, data deals, so you can stream from your ICETV PVR to your phone without it impacting too much on your, um, your download plan. I'm not sure exactly how that would work. It'd be interesting, but if they could, that'd be fantastic. Except yeah. for everyone else on that cell who's trying to use their phone, yet some mongrel <laughs> bloody spring in the TV. So yeah, I, if you live near me, this technology is terrible, and I don't want you to use it. That's right. And and the the last one that I thought we'd pull out and have this is an, a bit of a, an opinion, so we can get uh, opinions from all all of the guys here. Uh, oh, it, I'm not a very opinionated person. I'm not sure if I'm really qualified for this. <laughs> I'll disagree with anything Adam said. (laughs) Just for the sake of argument, yeah. That's right, devil's advocate. Is paying for Netflix bypassing, uh, in bypassing the geo block in Australia, the same as torrenting? Well, let me go first. I'll start off and say, no, it's not. I think you're paying for it pretty much legitimately, I would imagine, because you're still sending the money Uh, to Netflix. I disagree, because when you sign up for Netflix, you have to give a US address. Yeah, so what? And automatically... You're um, in breach of their contract because you don't actually live in the US. But yes, this... you are breaching Netflix's terms and conditions, but that it depends on what your definition of stealing is. If you're still giving them some money, yeah. then I think it's a bit harsh to say that you're stealing. You're breaking the rules, but breaking the rules isn't necessarily the same as stealing. Not yeah, That's breaking right. the the law. So some to speak. people argue that a it's very stealing. naughty boy. I'll tell you yeah, what, Glenn. Why don't you try it? Yeah. And uh, let us let the feds knock on your door. Look, yeah, we'll say, actually, what, you try it. We'll send the feds around okay. and we'll see what they say. All right, look, That's right. I, I think they'd be hard-pressed, uh, just even from a, a PR <laughs> point of view, to, to go down that road. I want it to contribute to your legal fund, I think. Yeah. Well, there's the so many people that already argue, do it. The reason yeah. why some people argue that it's stealing is that because when, someone, when someone's going to sit sell that kind of content, they pay for the rights. So Netflix in the US has paid for the rights for that. Now, someone else in Australia may have paid for the rights to transmit that in Australia. So some people's argument is that if QuickFlix in Australia has paid for the rights to stream Game of Thrones, I don't think they have, but Game of Thrones, Mm. and then you go to Netflix, actually Game of Thrones is a bad example because it's not on Netflix, but if you go to Netflix and you watch Game of Thrones, not that I know, I've only heard other people talk about it, um, If you go to Netflix and watch Game of Thrones, then people, some people would argue that you're stealing from QuickFlix because QuickFlix mm. has paid for the right to sell that to you, yet you're getting it from someone else. And, and other people say, say yeah, um, but that's a joke, that, that's a rule that you've made up. That doesn't mm. work anywhere else. If I buy a CD online from Amazon in the US, no one says I'm stealing from JB Hi-Fi, yet the content industry have got their own special magic rules and special deals that they expect everyone else to follow that allows them to screw us over. And enough Mm. people have said, you know what? The only thing that's going to change this is competition. And the Mm. best competition is when I threaten to take my business to Netflix. And you look at like QuickFlix now, I know that they're working really hard to strike better deals and get more content. And the reason why they're doing that, and they said in their annual general meeting, the biggest threat to us is Netflix. So if no one here could ever get into Netflix, what pressure would there be on QuickFlix to do a better job? called competition and it's actually hopefully should work in our favor cool i uh, i actually signed up to quick flicks uh, briefly for free they sent me i got a free trial and there was nothing yeah. there I, I really wanted it was way no, behind. Well, i did the same there wasn't much there glenn yeah way behind the physical media not the holy grail though you get into netflix and you think oh awesome everything i ever wanted right at my fingertips and then you look for something yeah. and it's not there, not there. <laughs> and you look for something else <laughs> and it's not there it's, it's better than QuickFlix, but if you think it's going to be the be-all and end-all, you're going to be disappointed. The thing I learned is don't go into QuickFlix or Netflix thinking, I want to watch this movie, because mm. chances are it won't be there. The better yeah. thing is to do is log in and see what's there and choose from them. But I picked a list of <laughs> five movies, and I think 20 of them weren't in QuickFlix and 20 of them weren't in Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so okay. it's not everything you might have hoped for. But I mean, okay, that's talking about new stuff as well, but what about with um, the old movies and the old TV shows that aren't on, nobody rebroadcasts and they haven't been around for, for years, you know. Does, I mean, 
technically the same rules apply, but is that true if nobody's broadcasting it and nobody had broadcast rights to the shows? Like, I don't know, just pick a show like, um, you know, To the Men Are Born or something like that, you know, something that's ancient. Um, you do, could... do the same rules still apply? Like, is it are you still stealing if there's nothing to steal? Well, you can un- un-geo well, block and go to BBC. If no one offers me a legitimate option... Then and I'm offering the because well, I can, exactly. can get on Netflix. You can get on BitTorrent for free. I'm going out of my yep. way to give Netflix money. Mm. You know what I mean? It's easier mm. to BitTorrent it. So of the, all the wrong things that I could do, this feels like the least wrong. I don't think you get in yeah. trouble. Eric, yeah, exactly. So Eric, you, you reckon? I, uh, I think to... with your, um, I think with your example with the Game of Thrones is applicable because of exclusive rights. Foxtel own the only rights in Australia to broadcast Game of Thrones from now on. And if you yeah, don't have Foxtel, you just don't get to see it ever. It was. Well, that's it. I mean, that... on Foxtel, Game of Thrones was on Foxtel. Then the next day you could download it from, I think it was iTunes Store and QuickFlix. Now, Foxtel struck a new deal that says, uh-uh, as of next season, those people can't offer anything until we've shown the entire series. So they're actually yeah. paying mm. extra to take away rights. Now, I don't blame Foxtel for that. I blame no, HBO no. for that. Mm. Of course, yeah. Foxtel are going to want to do that. Foxtel will ask, Foxtel will say, we want you to go around and, and anyone who doesn't pay for Foxtel, we want you to shoot their dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what well, Foxtel will ask for because they're, that, they're a business, right? Yeah. But if yeah. HBO then turns around and says, yes, we'll shoot their dog, it's well, HBO's fault for saying yes. Yeah, so that's I true. blame HBO for stri- for letting Foxtel strike a deal that screws the rest of us. I don't blame Foxtel for asking for it. I mm. blame HBO for saying yes. And then if they're going to do that to us, then they can't really complain when we find other ways to get it because they're making it harder and harder for us to get it legitimately. Well, and this is their argument. They always say, oh, it's lost, it, lost revenue, lost income. You know, the, you know, these poor TV stations and, you know, and actors and whatever aren't going to get paid because you know you're not you're not paying them. But the fact of the matter is, I wouldn't have seen that show had I relied on official channels because I'm not in America. I don't have Foxtel, and I'm not going to buy a box set of DVDs for a show I've never seen to see whether or not I like. So I'm not going to give them money anyway. So why don't they give me an option and say, hey, look, give us a you know, pay us a dollar for you can watch the episode as much as you want. You know, at least. The fact is, they're going to get a dollar out of me, whereas now they're not getting anything out of me to watch a show that I can't watch any other way. Mm. So, well, they did the same. Channel Seven did the same thing with Downton Abbey. Yeah, it looks good. And they don't. iTunes aren't allowed to release the full episodes for the season until the end of the season, but you can buy one season at a time. And I think they do that with Game of Thrones as well. They'll release the whole season, but you can buy one season for what is it, two ninety nine or something or whatever it is. Yeah. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to buy the whole season, obviously. The thing I suppose I object to more, and just to quickly try and uh, wrap this up, but uh, the thing that I object to is, say, is like uh, really the TV stations or the networks just really delaying the play of episodes or to the, to the point where, the, say, the, the cliffhanger's already been spoiled all over Facebook. That's when you've got to yeah. decide, well, is it worth my time investing in a show when I can't, I'm going to get it spoiled all the time? Uh, Shane, did you have any, any opinions on that? Are you, do you think that Netflix is uh, as bad as torrenting? Uh, no, because like um, we've been saying, we've, we're still paying them uh, an amount of money, so you can't be paying something and stealing it. Um, and as far as the fact that I think we were talking before the show, not only has Adam sort of got it, obviously, in his article, but um, Choice Magazine um, gave you a step-by-step. There's a, a Perth-based tech journalist called Jason Jordan. He's got a, He mentions it on his uh, blog or whatever site that he's got. Plus, also, he does radio spots over here in Perth, and he gave a, a blow-by-blow blow kind of how to get around it and, and hook up to Netflix. So, hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, like I said, I don't think it's stealing at all. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think, I think it it could be a bit maybe unethical for it to be published like that on how to actually do it. But I mean, I don't know. People what saying they're doing to us is unethical as well. True, true. The but fact that they make it so that they won't, that they refuse to take our money. It's like shut up. Mm. Here's my money. Take yes. it. Seems yeah. a bit unethical as well. Or yeah, we'll take your money, but we'll go through a third party in Australia and we'll charge you twice as much and give you half as much content. That yeah. smells a bit unethical to me. Well, that's what's uh, and and recently and just moving on from that, we just recently saw the 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 pri- IT price inquiry 
uh, in Australia. And uh, Microsoft apparently uh, has, out of that inquiry, the government has blamed, <laughs> has has, uh, has said to Microsoft, well, we're going to renegotiate all your deals, all the Microsoft software deals uh, that we have with you. And they've ne- negotiated $100 million off the price tag. So uh, I'll read you this story from the crn.com.au. The Australian government has confirmed Microsoft's uh, damning testimony at the parliamentary inquiry uh, uh, yeah, has caused the company to lose $100 million in government businesses over the next four years. So the federal government has spent around $142 million a year on Microsoft software licences uh, uh, over the last four years. The, gov- the la- last month, the government renegotiated the deal for another three the, company, the committee reviewed 47 Microsoft and rival products and found on average the software giant's products were priced around 66% higher in Australia than the US. So uh, the government's got... How long did it take to figure that out? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, Don't they read the paper? Anybody could have told you that. Yeah, and it also seems could have that... told you that 20 years ago. Now yeah, that, exactly. Now the government's running out of money. That they're, they're going after them, aren't they? They're going after exactly. Apple and all these Irish... Well, they're going after you, Glenn. They're going after <laughs> you too, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> they can come. They can't, can't get I mean, blood out of what, stone. What's funny is when, when uh, Windows 8 pricing was released... Um, Microsoft said, you know, Australia pays this much money. And when they were asked, why is Australia paying more for their, their Windows 8 than anyone else? Microsoft come and said, well, Australia's got the uh, education bonus. So the only people who are going to buy it are the people who get the education rebate and they don't pay much for it. Oh, that's crap. <laughs> that was Microsoft's argument. justification. <laughs> well, it's better than a dose justification. They said, we don't care. Because we can, I think, was their answer. Because we can, yeah. Well, and we're not going to drop Microsoft. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The, girl, I mean, would... the girl came in from Microsoft and just says, well, uh, we charge it because we can. You guys pay for it. That's so right. why don't Look, we... That's just not in IT. That reminds me of something I was looking at today, right? Well, just little things. You know, I, you know, as you know, I just got back. You know, prepaid SIMs when I, where I, where I, in, the, in the four countries I went to were a lot cheaper than the prepaid SIMs here. You know, a month's prepaid SIMs, I think, in the UK cost me um, $20, $25 equivalent. And I got unlimited data for that, twenty-five bucks, yeah, that's with uh, something like uh, you know fifteen hundred minutes or something, which is about what three hundred, four hundred dollars worth of calls, unlimited MS, SMS. That's just one example. This afternoon, I was looking at um, a couple of CPA conferences, and they, they they're held all over Australia. And there's one in Fiji, Singapore, Hong Kong, and I looked at the Australian prices. And the one in Sydney, for example, three days was two thousand four hundred and six dollars for three days. That's just mm. registration. Mm. The Hong Kong one, that comes in at about 700 and something dollars a, a day. Then there's one in Hong Kong, same one, three days, $242 a day. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll be cheaper for me to go to Hong Kong, pay for a flight, have a good time over there, and go to the same conference. Yeah, it's a bit So cr- I don't know why we way get way back to pick up a copy of Photoshop. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just go to uh, Temple Street Markets and pick one up there. But yeah. um, it's probably more up to date than the one you get off at Adobe anyway. <laughs> that's right. But you, you can't. So, so it's not just IT we get and that we get ripped off on. There's a lot of things we pay more than we should. Mm. Uh, there's a new ATO phishing scam that has has uh, been brought to light. Now apparently it's I've probably picked... been sent by the ATO because they've got no money. <laughs> probably. <laughs> it does look ridgy dig. It's uh, yeah. It contained a, a spoofed email address linked to payroll provider ADP and appeared to use body text not used in other phishing scams to con users into opening an ATO uh, underscore tax underscore 16-7-2013 zip malicious Microsoft Word attachment. Oh, naughty, naughty. Uh, It contained the subject Australian tax office. Now, look, interestingly enough, uh, this article goes on and says only four out of 47 antivirus engines detected the malware. So obviously, the first question that you uh, want to ask is, "Oh, is my is my uh, virus software up to date? Or you know, is it? I hope it's not on the list." So uh, look, depends what kind of malware it is. Sometimes yes. the actual malware is a PDF document, and it says, "What we want you to do is fill out this PDF document, print it, and send it to us." But what you don't know is when you're filling out the PDF document, it's actually taking the details out of that, yeah, and yeah. sending it straight back to them. So yeah, it okay. may not have been a Trojan as in the like the normal sense of a Trojan, but it may have just been a PDF that was set up to do things in the background that you didn't know it was doing. Mm. And if that's the case, I don't know, but if that's the case, 
then that would be a lot harder, I would think, for antivirus software to spot. Yeah, I thought that this story, this uh, the story did was a bit harsh on the antivirus softwares because it looks like the look. If you go to the uh, AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash uh, podcast and go to the show notes, you'll see there's a list, a link to the big list there. Uh, but you know the the updates uh, that that they've they've written about like fifteenth to the seventh, sixteenth to the seventh. Uh, you know that's only current, so I'll give it another couple of days for crying out loud, and probably all of them will be up to speed. Uh, thankfully, the other thing is that a lot of people will get conned by this without any kind of Trojan attached to it. Mm. It's the send us your details, give us your banking details, and we'll send you the money. Or hang on, there's been a little bit of a delay with the processing. Uh, we need your credit card number or your four-digit PIN, or maybe if you could just pay a few bucks to grease the wheels. These there's, there's a million variations on these scams, but they most of them don't actually require any kind of technological vulnerability. It just requires someone gullible enough or just, you know, uneducated enough to not realise what's going on. There's a million of them. It could be the FBI saying, oh, we oh, found right. porn on your computer or it could be some foreign bank saying you've, you've got an inheritance or I won the UK lotto the other day on my phone. I <laughs> Good well, on you. have won the UK lotto a couple of times on your phone, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, everybody's won the UK lotto. But, and then you write back and say, oh, that's awesome, 25 million pounds. And they go... Yeah, but there's some fees and some taxes, yeah. so you'll need to send us a few hundred bucks first, and then the money's yours. There's a million variations on this scam. I think most of them don't actually need an infected attachment to pull them off. Yeah, they're even coming over. No, the I just got an email. Phone. I just got just got an email from Barrister Annie Combi. That's her real name, Annie Combi, um, and she just said that she's decided to write to me to send me six point two million dollars. All I need to do is send her all my details, and uh, she'll look in, look up. You know, look after me. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do, the next thing she'll say is, there's been a bit of a hiccup. Mm. I need some money from you. Well, I'm half tempted just to email just to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that, that, yeah. I've seen the, the um, scam, scam fighters websites where they, they get the Nigerian scams and they say, okay, I'll send you the money, but first I need a photo of you with a fish on your head. And then yeah. they go and take the photo <laughs> and they post it and people put it on the internet and then they're like, okay, I want you to wear a tutu and... Uh, put some uh, ice cream all over your head and stuff like this and then put it on the internet. Or oh, they say, I want you to streak on the SEG. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, look, we've got heaps more stories to go through, uh, but it's time to have a check-in with usbonthego.com.au. Now, uh, Will, can you give us a, a rather a brief outline on uh, what you can buy? Just just pretty brief at uh, usbonthego.com.au. Okay, so... Yeah, so it, on the go basically means accessories you can take to make your life easy. So you can get things such as a uh, card reader to read your SD cards and things like that with cameras. Um, you can get uh, like uh, car chargers and stuff. Obviously, they all work in the USB port. You can plug in keyboards and mice. Um, you can plug in external hard drives or, or thumb drives. Um, it's basically accessories that make make your life easier. Um, so they there is a... Uh, a kit they're doing called That's the right. Humble Bundle, which uh, in its regular form saves you $33 off, off their regular price, which basically includes two of the OTG cables, which is lets you plug in your keyboards and mouse and things like that. Uh, a card reader, which as I said, it, it, they call it a camera kit. Don't be confused. It doesn't let you actually use a camera through your, your card, but it does allow you to use your uh, micro SDs and things like that. Um, uh, OTG cable with a power connector. Now, if you've got a high-powered uh, USB device such as a hub or an external hard drive um, or you ha- want to run a keyboard for a long period of time, this OTG with the power connector uh, actually allows you to power the device um, at the same time that you're running it so you- your battery doesn't go flat. Um, it's got a couple of the right-angle LEDs, so if you want to sit your phone in-, in-, in your case, they sit flush against the back so it doesn't take up any room. Uh, and also a Belkin car charger, and this, these are actual Belkin ones. That car charger alone, bought from JB Hi-Buy, is the same price. It's actually dearer than buying the entire humble humble bundle. That's right. So, uh, so usbonthego.com.au. We uh, spoke to them this week, and they said this week they're going to give away a humble bundle. That's right. It's uh, twenty-five smackaroonies worth. Uh, hum- humble bundle. We've just gone through some of the things involved in that, and and with anything that you do buy from uh, usbonthego.com.au, you get 12 months Australian warranty, a 30-day money-back guarantee, and everything is sent from Sydney. Okay, so you don't have to wait 
three, four weeks for it to come from Honkers or anywhere yeah. like that. It comes direct from That's Sydney. It. They've, they've yeah. done all the waiting for you. So, uh, so go and. Uh, and as you said, it's and it's much cheaper than you can get in the shops, which is which is which is really good. Even even if you just want a car charger, buy that Belkin that Belkin car charger. Uh, I think off the top of my head, it was four dollars or something on the website. Somewhere um, that alone, as I said at JB, it's like twenty eight. So just buy that if 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 nothing else, and and you've made a good purchase. That's right. Uh, all right. Now all you have to do if you want to win a humble bundle this week, and uh, we'll be telling the, drawing the winner, so to speak, next Thursday night on the show. Uh, all you got to do is I'll oh, put a Facebook post up, and all you got to do is like it and comment on it and tell us why you want a humble bundle and what you're going to do with it and which it was and whatever. Just tell us something, and uh, you'll be good to go. Good to go. And we'll just grab the and just uh, jump ones. on the website to make sure that your phone's compatible with that. But That's basically, right. any pretty much any Android phone with a micro usb adapter on on the back of it um they pretty much work straight in there's no other <laughs> software it's, it's all really neat yeah so okay so thanks to usb on the go.com.au also don't forget <clears throat> excuse me don't forget the aussie tech radio.com there's uh oh, there must be 10 shows on there now so it's a live shoutcast stream 24 7 uh it's updated shows are updated every thursday so that's today so get out there and uh jump in for some brand new episodes of all your favorites there's uh, heaps of shows tech webcast and, uh, what sorry will also, now that I'm back, we'll also be doing. Also, also now that now that I'm back, not this week, but hopefully as of next week, I'll get the uh, live stream back. So every time we actually do our shows, they'll actually go up live onto the the radio stream as well. So if you want to listen on your mobile device, you can do that live. That's right. So uh, just do that. You can either listen it from the from the browser at OzzyTechRadio.com uh, or just download your Shoutcast app in your phone and away you go. So that's good stuff. We've got, we've got uh, this show, as I said, Aussie Max Zone's on there, so jump in and have a listen to that. That's going great after five episodes of the rebooted Aussie Max Zone. Oh, that's that's going great guns. And uh, also the video of uh, Aussie Tech Heads is also now on iTunes. Previously it was only on the YouTube, but I pulled my finger out and it's all also now uh, subscribable on iTunes. So... Uh, yeah, wrap that around your little finger and, and run. All right, let's go over back to some more news. Let's go and see Jason, see what stories he's got this week. What do you got for us, Jace? Oh, I've got a uh, cool one. Uh, PayPal randomly credits a man with $92 quadrillion. Oh, nice. That's not, not, not a Nigerian scam, is it? No, it's a real one. <laughs> a real uh, scam. Chris, Chris Reynolds uh, opened his monthly email account uh, from... Uh, on Friday from PayPal and saw they had $92 quadrillion in there. Um, unfortunately, they corrected the sum, but uh, he was pretty happy and possibly had a bit of a heart attack. <laughs> so I wonder what, I wonder what the uh, corresponding accounting entry would have been for that and, and why that actually happened. You wouldn't... It'd be uh, debit uh, this person's account and credit the moron. I think <laughs> it was. <laughs> probably an account number. They're probably credited in his account number. Yes. Account. That's my yeah. guess for yeah. another that long. Oh, now that's great. Now we know his account number. You beauty. <laughs> <laughs> First thing I would have done is rang Donald Trump and said, suck it. I'm the yeah. richest guy in the world. That's right. No, actually, the, fir- the, f- Get the a first haircut. thing I probably would have done was actually um, taken a screenshot so I could walk into a bank and go, give me, give me a loan. I need a loan. Yeah. <laughs> or I need, you know, <laughs> yeah, on finance. Yeah, I need something. As long as you don't put underneath that note, uh, I've got a gun in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> or you just have no, to you don't put that on the note. Oh. Deposit slips. But, he, but he's very <laughs> happy with one of your personal deposit slips because that's happened before. All right, yeah. and uh, well, I'm in a hurry. Yeah, Shane, did you have anything you want to uh, say? And yeah, story wise. <laughs> um, what do you got going? Yeah, I'll um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the story that I'll start with is I'll start with um, we haven't had an Apple rumor for. A, this week, so I'll start. I'll kick one off. Bloomberg is reporting, uh, citing Taiwanese newspaper Commercial Times, that Apple may delay the next iPhone after it allegedly decided to tweak its design to feature a bigger 4.3-inch Retina display screen. We'd usually expect a new iPhone to appear around September, but this report, fueled by uh, comments from an unidentified people oh, I love in them. the semiconductor industry. Yeah, people close to the source uh, suggest that Cook and Co may have to push the release back to the end of the year. Mm. Oh well, that sounds like a crop to me. 
Yeah. Apple plan this stuff a long way in advance. I find it hard to believe that at the last moment they go, wait, wait, don't ship it. We need to change the screen size. That's right. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> it's just it's all true. publicity. And uh, Eric, did you have any stories this week? Or you're just, just jet lagged? No, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not jet lagged anymore. But um, I, mean, I am lazy though. All right. So you can, you can just uh, come on in then. Whenever... I, oh, well, I've got a couple of uh, idiotic stories. Mm-hmm. If you like those. Um, I've, got a, I've, got a, I've got a comedic story. Vodafone 4G claims to be the fastest in Australia, so that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, it the... will be well-known, doesn't it? That's right. And uh, the yeah, worst, all, all, the worst... all four people that are on it find it fantastically right. fast. All uh, and the, the most boring game in the world. And if you want to give yourself an uppercut, go and get this one. It's the a vacuum cleaner simulator. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> Have you downloaded? Downloaded it? from the app store. Yeah. What's I it don't like? Vacuum for real? Why would I want a vacuum to pretend? <laughs> so you can pretend to but be the robotic work. vacuum cleaner. You are the vacuum cleaner. Oh. Oh, right. oh that's different. Oh, why didn't you say no. so? Oh, yeah, I'll take two. Yeah. No fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that app sucks. Let's move on. All right. Now, uh, what about? It's <laughs> what about what about this one? iPhone five. Wants that joke back. <laughs> what about iPhone five? Uh, has electrocuted someone in China? Did you guys hear about this? Uh, apparently, it was, then it wasn't an iPhone. Then it wasn't an iPhone five. <laughs> yeah, it was the charger. It'd be a third-party charger, probably would be my guess. That's what usually happens. Yeah, had, what, it was a charger that... A Nokia ex, a phone exploding in someone's pocket and turned out they got a third-party battery. And they go, oh, the yeah. Nokia phones are terrible, low shock. And it's like, but we didn't give you that battery. You bought it as a spare one, and it's not rated by us, and so you can't sue us. Mm. Well, Apple's looking into it. Yeah, what it, what it was was basically the... Um, I don't know if you ever noticed but if you look at the end of extension leads and stuff where the, the prongs are they're actually rubber tipped so that you can't touch the tips whilst you're plugging into the powerpoint just in case the prongs are a bit long but basically being chinese that they didn't have one of those and that's basically what it was when they've plugged it in their fingers bridge the two the two uh electrical connections and yeah that's that's pretty much what happened oh, at least that was what's what happened an hour ago so who knows what actually happened and uh, uh jace <laughs> have, have you got any more yeah, definitely. Um, today, uh, Google's music streaming service is finally available live in Australia. The All Access is like iTunes, Match, Pandora, and all of those, and you can uh, subscribe to get your music. It's um, free to try out, and uh, you can get it for $9.99 if you subscribe now instead of eleven ninety nine, which it'll go for after 45 days. Mm, interesting. Is that a monthly subscription? or? Yes. Oh, is it oh okay. Yeah, so nine bucks. Same as iTunes, Max, though, because this is like Spotify. They'll actually let you pick a song and say, "I want to listen to this song." iTunes Match will only let you stream music you already own, so it's not quite the same thing. I mean, iTunes Radio, sorry, not iTunes Match. Confusion. Okay. Yeah. Even sorry. iTunes Radio is not like Spotify. You can't just say, "Let me listen to the, this album by the Rolling Stones." Ah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. See, for the most part, once again, the free stuff tends to because if I want to do things like that, I just listen to a shoutcast. Some, you know, station or something. So, uh, yeah, I have a hard time paying for music in that respect when, you know, it's available. I mean, you, you get ads and stuff on Shoutcast, but that pays for the broadcast of music. So why pay for it twice? Yeah, I only listen to Spotify on the desktop. That's free, 100%. And um, on yeah. my device, I only listen to podcasts anyway, so I'm not really worried there. I know some people don't like the ads on Spotify free, but oh, I listen to... Up. I listen to WSFM radio and they've got ads on there during the day while I'm in the car, so I'm not going to ring, not going to stop listening to the car radio because they've got ads. Are people serious? It's two ads. ads Come on. Yeah, I turn off the car radio. People hate it. Car radio for 15 minutes and ad comes on and turn it off. I can't stand it. Yeah, but that's. I mean, I get annoyed with ads on TV because you get, you know, you get four minutes of TV and 12 minutes of ads. So that's annoying, but. On something like radio, that's that is literally their only form of income. So I mean, you got to expect them to have ads. Oh, but they look. give it to you in a ten-minute slab at the end of the hour. And it's yeah, like, that like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. is the they time. It that's okay because then you got ten minutes of news and weather and radio and stuff as well. So you can just turn it off for twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, well I just <laughs> exactly. I just... Yeah, that's my point. 
Yeah, I just flick across the ABC <laughs> or something and get the country hour. All right, now... <laughs> you old fart. <laughs> Lawsy. Lawsy, good on Yeah, a quick cricket update. Uh, England, none for 12. Oh, who Thanks. won the toss? Don't know. I'm just watching yeah. it here. Eric will live streaming it here. Eric will right find now. that out. Yeah, we saw that. All right, so... We saw that. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm streaming it on my phone at the moment. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, what else? So, uh, Shane, did you have any more stories? Uh, I do, but I just want to add one more thing to the um, story that Warlock just went through because um, that was one of mine. It At the end of my story, it made a point of saying, interestingly, despite the fact that the Australian dollar has dipped below parity of the US dollar, Australians still get Google Play Music all access for the same price uh, for the same price as um, as US. they do in the US. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's good, Everybody isn't it? But when a dollar's a dollar twenty, we'll still be paying yeah. the same. US too, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. They can't keep adjusting the price of rules. Their accounting systems will just crash. Mm. And uh, look, well, there's a couple of more stories there, but I thought we'd just bring in another, say, opinion piece, and it's uh, it's about the slow the slowing down of the sales of PCs. Now, I think my, uh, Microsoft head Honcho has come out and said that you know he can foresee the end of the the PC. Uh, personally. I, I think that is incorrect. <laughs> I don't think that the PC desktop will, I, I agree with you, Glenn. will go incorrect. anywhere soon. I think I know that the PCs are slowing, the sales are slowing, but I, I would say that that's because, as we've said numerous times on the show, that the you know the, the operating systems that are coming out now that they're, they're working on older on the older hardware, so therefore people aren't upgrading. Uh, I just thought I'd, I'd ask Adam what he thought. Too, of, uh, I mean, are yeah. they just saying like? New systems are like HP, Dell, etc. Are they slowing, or because I'm, I'm sure they're not counting components? Like I've bu- I built two systems on the weekend, one for a friend and one for work. Mm. Um, sorry, during break. this week. So I basically <laughs> I built two systems, and they're only lower end systems because they're only for point of sale terminals. But I bought all the components individually, so I doubt they're monitoring that, you know, as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, people might just be going away from brand names. No, I don't think so. I just think that the, if you're not after a new one, like remember the days when if you wanted to upgrade your operating system. So when say when Windows 2000 came out, you couldn't put that on your XP mach- on your 98 machine or your 95 machine. That's what I'm just saying. Yeah. So obviously your machines are getting faster and faster every all the time. But Adam, do you think that the that the desktop uh, is is coming to at the end of its life? Well, there's a couple of things there. Like you said, a two-year-old computer is not what it used to be. There was a time when a two-year-old computer deserved to go out in the nature strip. Not anymore. Mm. You've got a computer that's two years old. It's still probably pretty good in keeping up with the job. But the other thing is that I don't think computers, desktop computers are going to die off. What's going to happen is they're going to become specialist tools. Like um, a, a tractor, right? Most people don't buy a tractor because you don't need a tractor, right? I'm just driving to the shops to buy coffee. Or what do I need a tractor for? Mm. Doesn't mean that tractors are going to go away, right? Because some people need tractors. Computers are going to go a bit more the same way. There was a time when anybody who wanted to drive to the shops needed a tractor because that was all you could buy, right? Mm. There was a time when anyone who wanted to do anything with computing had to buy a computer because that was all you could use. But now more people go, you know what? This tablet or this smartphone will do most of the stuff I want. But if you're a specialist, if you've got something in particular that needs a computer, then you will buy one. So they won't die, but they'll just sort of become more of a side thing that only people who really need that particular device will buy. Whereas your average person who just wants to do you know, a bit of email, browsing the web, whatever, they're far more likely these days to go, you know what, that $500 tablet is going to more than do what I want. Why would I mess around with a computer and a mm. desktop operating system and all that hassle that I don't need? Yeah. So I think that's what's happening. Yeah, that's right. mm. yeah. I agree. I, I agree. Mean, you, you can't you, see officers and editors and journos uh, dropping computers. You're not going to type your stories on an iPad, let's face it. Oh, God, no, I've well, tried well, it. It's I don't horrendous. know. I mean, it's horrendous. It is. It's terrible. A lot of the... A lot of the Android devices, for example, basically plug into a HDMI monitor and you can use a normal keyboard and mouse with them. So for yeah, some people who uh, want to be more mobile, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, I mean, for an example, look at the six of us here. I mean, we're all using you know, relatively up-spec PCs because you need to. There's nothing else really. We've, I mean, 
we've tried this a couple of times using you know phones and stuff but really for what we're doing you know you need a pc so you need to edit the video you need to stream the video you need to you know all this stuff you need to do and you can only really do it on a pc Hmm. I had so, a uh, interesting. You're right. You know they're going to become a specialist too. You know, interesting enough. Uh, well, I don't know if it's interesting or not. But today I was looking up the on the uh, Windows 8 apps, and I saw the podcast app that they got going there, and so I launched it. I'd installed it before, but it, there was something wrong with it. I've never seen an app crash before. You know, and it said, "Oh, this app has uh, something wrong with it." So, <laughs> so I had to reinstall. Never. I only used it once, but it, it's something interesting anyway. Got me through the day. What, Windows 8? <laughs> yes. Um, we're in the Windows 8 podcast yeah, app. I've had a heap of apps crash. Oh, have you really? I haven't. I don't use many apps. I, yeah, especially I, the Skype I, one. Skype, I can't even put Skype on the system. It just locks yeah, the but system. Skype's made by Microsoft, mate. You expect it to crash. But are you using the app or the desktop? <laughs> yeah, and that's why the Microsoft... But either. And that's why my Microsoft webcams don't work. My Logitech webcam works perfectly. My Microsoft ones are horrible because they're made by Microsoft. Are you and they don't work the, with Windows. Um... Go figure. Are you using the Metro version of Skype or the desktop one? Well, I tried both. And I think because the Metro one crashed, it won't. It messes up with the, the desktop one and it no. won't let it install. No, it keeps I trying to load up the Metro. I uninstalled the Metro one, but I just use the um, desktop, desktop one that works fine on Windows 8. I don't know if it's a problem with 8.1. Yeah, I can't, get it, I can't get it to go on now, so I don't know. Mm. <laughs> But you can't get your I've had Windows working. for a week. It's time to reinstall, <laughs> reinstall Windows. All right. Uh, Jace, did you have anything else? I think we're just about time to yeah. start wrapping up. So if you've got anything else... Uh, Parramatta has launched there. Australia's first free 802.11ac Wi-Fi network. Residents oh. and visitors in Parramatta will be able to surf the internet speeds up to 100 meg with the launch of the, quote, 5G fixed wireless network using 802.11ac. Wow. Uh, users can access 30 minutes a day of free internet. For continuous access, they can sign up. So that's not too bad. I'd like to be in uh, Parramatta and be able to get uh, 8211 AC free for 30 minutes at a time. Just sit in the park and download everything for 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Plug in your little um, take your laptop there and get your torrents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Better than McDonald's. Has anyone yeah. tried to use McDonald's uh, free Wi-Fi? You, you, uh, you might as well get a piece of free in a couple of cans. Yeah. Cuts in an email. Uh, so I, I guess from, I, no, it's horrible. I actually, I guess from all that, no one likes McDonald's Wi-Fi. Oh, but speaking of bandwidth, the ho- the best, the best uh, internet I've ever had in a hotel was the hotel in Hong Kong on my way home. Eleven up, eleven down. Geez, that's nice. all right. That's nice. Beautiful. And where's that and Hong Kong? Um, just, just quickly, yeah. speaking of um, high-speed broadband, just a quick story. India is going to connect. 10,000 villages to high-speed broadband. They're going to fork out um, 100... They're going to fork out four... Uh, where did I, I just saw the price. Um, $40 million to, to basically get broadband to 100,000 people. Um, they're going to put 100 meg fibre across basically India. Um, well, so, I mean, suddenly... Our, <laughs> I was about to say, suddenly our NBN looks pretty pathetic, doesn't it? I mean, you well, know, they're spending too, forty million on a hundred thousand people. I wouldn't be looking at the cost because their labour costs are one hundredth of one percent of ours. I oh, think you'd be looking that. at how long it takes is the important one. But I mean, if if you had if you had a hundred thousand of anything in Australia, they're not going to run internet to you. <laughs> no, I think it's, it'll take. They'll, no, they'll, they'll run. This will be done in six months. Ours will take six sixteen years. Well, how's this you, one? It's supposed to be done by the end of that connection. They're not sitting around arguing about, no. oh, is this too fast or too slow or do we really need it? Just they understand it. the yeah. idea of if we give it to these people, it will empower them. They'll do amazing things with it. And that's kind of the argument we still have in here is, oh, do you mm. really need it? What will we do with it? Oh, you can have DSL, you can have cable, you can miss out. Where they get it, if you give it to people, yeah. they'll do stuff with it. Yeah, yeah, I think it goes further than um, that too. I agree with you. That, it also comes with the, the people that are implementing it have no idea, no freaking idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because well, I, mean, I agree I, with the whole concept of 100 meg fiber. I, I don't necessarily agree with Turnbull's um, um, way of doing it, but um, you know, the 100 megabit that's great. But I think the the numbskulls that they've hired to do it are just numbskulls. the worst. 
Mm, it's taken a long time. Yeah. Seven friends years. Friends are friends. Six years. But I mean, the, you know, I talked to um, Optus the other day. I had a complete. I cracked it with him completely because again, my internet went down. I said, "What is the deal with me having you know one and a half meg upload? That's ridiculous. You give me a hundred meg down, you give me one and a half meg up. What's going on?" And they answer their official company policy is we limit your upload so you don't do pirate so you don't share you know pirate you don't pirate stuff you don't share it. Mm. Well, just, that's just why that's them, their mate. official party line. Mm. <laughs> no, just no, it's actually in the line. There's not. It's it's if, it's, if you it's can have the mode, but, but the um. Yeah, so look, no, just, no, it's at the exchange. Just to just to finish off on that one, I just thought found this story here that uh, China internet users has grown to five hundred ninety one million. So that that's quite a few. Uh, mm. Over the blah, 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 that's blah, a blah. third. That's a third of their population. Yeah, the country's mobile internet population. But isn't most of that on mobile? Yeah, four hundred sixty four million are on mobile, which is up 44 million over the past month. About 70% of China's new internet users surf the internet using phones. In contrast, 35% used PCs, while 12.7% accessed uh, the internet through laptops. And I think, what's the biggest uh, iOS over there? Or the biggest um, operating system on phones over in China? That'd be... Uh, what, well, you're trying to ask me to guess? Android, well, be Android. Yeah, I'd it'd say be Android so now. China's only just started it'd getting have, a lot of the it'd, iPhones. They had to get them imported yeah, from the yeah. US. They tend to have their own brand. Android. big enough market that they come up with their own. It might be Android, but their own special flavor that yeah. people yeah. peek into if they feel like they need to. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they, they're a big enough market that they can come up with their own things that you wouldn't bother to do here. Mm. Yeah, but that's right. I think... Yeah. The... Well, I mean, wasn't it Sri Lanka or somewhere like that Basically, ninety percent of the mobile users was BlackBerry. You know, yeah, like right. the entire population pretty much just used BlackBerry, and then Apple started selling there, and then, of course, BlackBerry went out of business. <laughs> What's the, was that? Was that the two thousand and six news story? What was that? <laughs> oh, it's just it's just this one particular area that that was the only reason the BlackBerry was still hanging on. It wasn't that long. Actually, it probably was two thousand six. They must have dumped yeah, them because the, they couldn't the, sell them anywhere else. <laughs> but it's to do with the telcos and what kind of deals they have. I was talking to someone from New Zealand the other day, and I think they said that they noticed there's a lot more iPhones here than there are in New Zealand because in New Zealand they're only with maybe one telco or the plans are so expensive that yeah. more people go Android. Where And this yeah. person was surprised when they came here how many people they see with iPhones. So it's all to do with the distribution partners, the carriers, the plans. I agree. One telco is giving something away at a really good price, then that's going to be what people go for. When you move from country to country, you'll see different penetration of different devices. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a big part of it. Yeah, Europe Europe was massive on the iPhone. Asia, is, uh, I noticed, was massive on the Androids. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I think that just about brings us to the end of the show. Uh, I'd just like to thank Adam for giving up his time and coming on the show. I hope you had a, had some You're fun. You're a legend, Adam. Adam. Good on you, mate. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. No problem. So your webpage, adamturner.com.au, uh, and follow Absolutely. you on Twitter at Adam underscore Turner. Is that, that correct? That's me. That's what cool. my lawyer said. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> and if you want to email Adam and give him a scoop, uh, the Adam... No, don't. <laughs> visit my website and contact me through that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and by the way, Adam is on Twitter and he's verified. Oh yes, I've got my blue chick. I danced around the house like a schoolgirl. I admit it. I was very happy today. I got my blue chick. Actually, are you sure you are not Kevin Rudd with a goatee? Uh, I don't know. I've been called worse have than you got, many, Have you got some glasses? Got you can put on some glasses. Hang on. Try these on. <laughs> and we'll see if you uh, see if you oh, look yeah, like Ruddy. That's definitely me. Yeah. yeah. I thought the blue tick means that you work sufficiently in the country on the three G network. Isn't that right? Well, there's a bit of that too. It means I've got a good antenna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that's that's good and don't be... up and 11 down <laughs> yeah <laughs> and don't forget to follow You're holding it wrong don't forget to follow adam's <laughs> stories in uh mainly in the sydney morning herald and uh the new app though well uh, that's now paid for app now isn't it for the sydney morning herald but still a good app on the uh oh uh, the... yeah I don't, I don't get involved in that kind of stuff that is so above my pay yeah. grade <laughs> i just write my, my story right Eddie, and sandy yeah, yeah mail did that too do not take it up with me. Take it up with them. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Adam. And uh, hopefully we might see you again sometime soon. Yeah, that'd be good. All right. Good stuff. And uh, thanks to all you other guys. Thanks, boys, for 
turning up and uh, it's been a full house and I know it's been pretty uh, right. pretty busy night, hasn't it? So, uh, All right, mate, no worries. Yeah, so you, you can you can email <laughs> any of us, uh, Eric, Shane, Jason, Will or Glenn at aussietagheads.com.au and you all know our Twitters. They'll all come up on, if you watch the video, they'll all on the lower thirds. I can't be bothered telling them all to you. So, uh, yeah, you'll be right. All right, what else have I got to say? That's about it. Uh, show notes are up on the website. Don't forget, oh, the paper that's produced twice a day is at aussietechheads.com.au forward slash paper. Go and have a look at that because that's uh, got some great stories updated twice daily. You can look on your iPad and it's uh, real nifty. And also, uh, thanks to The Lounge for coming in live every week and watching the live stream of the show. So that's about it. That uh, wraps us up for this week. So until next time, it's bye for now. Bye-bye.